0: This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1377. Three tips to thrive in a new country with Mitch from Small Talk Japan. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 150 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become Fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection. With your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Colorado and New York City, USA. Today, you'll meet Mitch, who moved from the US to Kagoshima, Japan, and has learned how to make a great life abroad get 3 things that you should do to build an amazing life in a new country. This episode was recorded a few weeks in advance. Our understanding of the COVID-19 situation has changed since then.
1: We hope you are healthy and safe,
0: and we hope that all ears English can be a bright spot in your day during this moment of uncertainty.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: Hello, Michi. Welcome to All Ears English. How are you today? What's up, Lindsay? I'm here from Japan saying hello. Oh my God. So glad to have you on the show. It's so cool. So to me, your name is Mitch, but it sounds like because you're living in Japan, you've gotten a slight variation on your name that you're going by now. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Oh, now, Lindsay, you know as well as I do. When you come to Japan, they rename you, don't they? Yeah. They give you a brand. Now, when I first came here, my name was Mitchell Stapleton. Okay. And that slowly evolved into miche Stapleton. And okay. then that slowly just became Michi. So now I'm just (laughs) Michi.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. When I was living in Japan, my name was Rinchan. So I I just embraced my name and I loved it. I loved life in Japan. But tell us about your podcast, Mitch. I'm going to say Mitch just because it's more natural to me. Yeah. Okay. That's (laughs) Um, That's fine. Yeah. We're talking native speaker to native speaker here. So tell me about your show a little bit.
1: Okay, so we have a podcast and radio show called... It's, it's currently called Small Talk Kagoshima, but it's getting rebranded into a new show called Small Talk Japan because we want to reach out to the entire nation of Japan. Awesome. And it's, basic, it's basically me and two of my best friends uh, who are Japanese, who speak English, and we just talk about daily, everyday stuff. Like We talk about cultural differences, we talk about historical stuff, we talk about current events, just whatever... And each show is about thirty-five to fifty-five minutes, and you know it's like we used to mix a little bit of Japanese and English together, but okay. we found out that our listeners and our viewers, because we're on both YouTube and on uh, wherever you find your podcast, yeah, uh, we uh, we learned that. Our, our viewers and our listeners really just appreciated the English, not so much because I can speak Japanese, but they, I don't think they want to hear me speak Japanese. They want to hear me speak English. So yeah. uh, we, we switched over to a completely English format, but the content is all about Japan. Interesting. So- ESL learners especially love our show, and and here's the interesting thing: we also have a, a pretty strong uh, uh, following from the West. People who are hmm. native English speakers, but they're interested in Japan. Okay, like for example, Lindsay Yu.
0: Yes, lived
1: in Japan, didn't you? I did,
0: I did, and no wonder there's so much to talk about on your show, just because it is fascinating the differences between the U.S. and Japan. I mean, it it can be quite a culture shock moving over there, but eventually, if you can kind of dig in, you can make it an awesome life. I mean, that's why I have you on the show today, Mitch. You know, a lot of our listeners, they may not be, you know, living in Japan as native English speakers, but they may be living in Canada as Brazilians, for example, or they're from Singapore and they're living in Australia. So I was wondering if today, Mitch, you could let our audience know maybe three key tips on how to thrive in a new culture, because it sounds like you're kind of thriving there. I mean, where are you originally from? in the states
1: okay. okay well i'm actually originally from las vegas which okay. surprise people are actually from las vegas okay people you know, <laughs> That's shocking. every time every time i say that to people they're like wait, wait which hotel did you live in right. I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a big city there. It's got like 2 million people. It's like an actual place where people are from. But yeah, yeah. I'm from Las Vegas.
0: Okay, okay. But, I can understand that, by the way, why people don't know that anyone lives in Las Vegas. It is just a vacation destination for the world. Right, right. So, that
1: is that is the image of it. But yeah. so, but originally, my family, I have roots in America, obviously, because, you know, I'm American. But right. my mother's side goes back to Nagasaki, Japan. Nice. So she's, okay. so she's half Japanese. And so I have this kind of mixed roots although if you look at me I just look pure white boy because I'm only a quarter Japanese but I do have those roots and my mom was born and raised in Japan so she she got me interested in Japan at a very young age you know speaking Japanese with her friends and watching Japanese cartoons and okay very I know. Cool. I, always, I always wanted to live in Japan. So when yeah. I graduated university, I came here and I just kind of never went back. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: so you had a little bit of a head start there, right? As you were preparing your whole life to kind of move to Japan. Did you grow up bilingual? Did you speak Japanese and English oh. in the home? 100%? Oh no! Oh no! No!
1: No! Okay. No! No! no. Okay. See, uh, I, just like a lot of your listeners who are ESL learners, yeah. I was a JSL learner. Got it. And I, I started that journey when I was 14 years old. Now my mom <laughs> did help me, though I'm not gonna lie, my mom did help me. But for the most part, it was a uh, personal journey through learning the language, and especially where I live in Japan is it's Kagoshima. It's the southern part of Japan. They don't okay. speak like normal people i shouldn't say normal people they don't speak like people in tokyo speak uh so it's a different dialect so when i first moved here i actually had to kind of relearn the language because of the differences in the dialect so it's actually been a very interesting journey and now when i speak japanese people are always like wow you speak like you're from kagoshima i'm like yeah well i live in kagoshima imagine like someone moving from china to texas Oh, and then getting like a southern draw—that's kind of like it, me. That's like that, me. I mean,
0: that does happen. We hear that all the time. Like a southern accent, or or if you move to Australia, for example, from Japan, you'd have that Australian accent. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's hard to understand and believe that it actually happens, but it definitely does for sure. I love that. It
1: absolutely happens. It's it's yeah. really interesting. Like and you can tell too when somebody spent some time in like in uh, England versus Australia or America. You're like. Did you study abroad in England? Like, how did you know?
0: <laughs> it becomes pretty obvious. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, Mitch, then let's dive into it, right? So, so, what did you do? Like, what are three, what's your first tip for our listeners? I mean, many of them are living, let's say, in the US from Japan, or they're living in Canada, like I said, from somewhere in, I don't know, maybe France. Um, how can they thrive in this new country? I mean, what is one thing that you did to really kind of succeed? What is one thing?
1: How about I tell you the things that I didn't do? And then I like that. I, and then this, this is what I learned. Okay. So I would okay. say my biggest tip, uh, first and biggest tip is don't expect the new place to be like what you're used to.
0: Yes. And
1: I know that sounds really simple, but mm-hmm. for example, when I first moved to Japan, I was like irritated by little things like I couldn't find the hair wax that I like to use, or I couldn't find the toothpaste or the shampoo that I like. And so it was like, why can't I just get the products that I, like yeah. back home. <laughs> and then for a long time I actually had my family send me like what I considered crucial like right. items from back home.
0: Interesting. But,
1: and this is kind of stressful for them and it was kind of stressful for me and it just took me a while to figure out, you know what, there are other things that I can use here. There's maybe not the exact same as back home, but it's still like good enough or or even better in some cases. Yeah. And like you just get used to living with the things that you have here.
0: Yeah, I like that. So for you, Mitch, was there a tipping point at which you decided, hey, I'm not going to have my family send those hair products to me anymore. I'm going to use hair products here and it's going to be great. I mean, was there a point when you just decided or do you remember that moment?
1: Uh, You know, I think what happened was uh, I was I was complaining to my hairdresser here in Japan and he was like, you know, have you ever tried this? And he just gave me like something right off the shelf. And he's like, have you ever tried this? And it's like, no. And it was great. And then (laughs) from that point forward, I was like, "Okay, I'll just use this. (laughs) Yeah. it, the, what it is, is it, it, the, the the heart of this tip is that comparison is the thief of joy. Have you ever heard yes. that before?
0: Oh, 100%. I, I study a lot of Buddhist meditation, and that is like a primary teaching right there is whenever you have certain expectations for how something should be, and when you do compare, you're not actually living that experience, right? Right.
1: Yeah. That's exactly my point. So don't expect your if you're like me, you're living in Japan from Las Vegas. Don't expect your Japanese life to be like your Las Vegas life. It, it like embrace it for its, uh, being a new adventure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could imagine for our Japanese listeners who maybe are living in the States, they may struggle with having to drive so much, having a car. Because I remember when I lived in Tokyo, I was on the Toyoko line, a 15-minute you know, train ride to Shibuya. And I didn't have to drive a car. I walked everywhere. It was so easy to get places. But here in the U.S., I mean, honestly, most people, especially in the West, where you're from, Mitch... Drive a car, right? We drive a car. It's a car culture. So that's one thing where I could see our listeners getting frustrated. But if you guys can just get into it, get a car you like, and enjoy that lifestyle, it's so much easier, right?
1: Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't be more right. I I went from a very car-centric culture in Las Vegas, where a car is like almost like an accessory that you mm-hmm. wear. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. you're judged by how cool your car is. Oh, I went yeah. from I went from that culture to being a completely pedestrian like lifestyle now here in Kagoshima where I don't, I haven't, I, st- I drive occasionally but I haven't owned a car in over 10 years Ooh. and I can't tell you at the, be- at the very beginning that was kind of frustrating because I was like I want my car right but then after a while now I realize the beauty of a pedestrian lifestyle and oh. here just one one point if you ever lived in a pedestrian place as you walk around you see your friends just randomly on the street and you get to greet each other
0: oh wow that didn't happen to me in Tokyo but I could imagine <laughs> exactly.
1: in a smaller town in a smaller town it does happen and but you can't do that in a car you're never driving to work work in your car and see your exactly. friend and wave to them, you know? Yeah. So, and, and that's that was one beautiful thing that I got to uh, enjoy once I started realizing this place is a unique place that I need to, you know, approach as, as its own thing, not as a yes. it's not what I want. It's it's not it doesn't matter what I want. It is what it is and I'm I'm now here. So that's okay. what it is.
0: Okay. That's so good, Mitch. So that first tip is kind of approach the lifestyle as it is in that yeah. new place not comparing how it was because how it was is gone for you at that point and now you're in this new place being it fully. I love that. Exactly. If you are new to All Ears English, then hit subscribe now so that you don't miss any important bonus episodes or updates. Join our community where we believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Thanks for listening. Is there something else, Mitch, that you didn't do, if you want to take it from that angle, uh, when you moved to Japan that helped you Okay. This
1: this is this is something that I didn't do in the first couple of weeks, but then spent a lot of time doing was make friends that can help you.
0: Mm, Tell us more.
1: Now tell me, this podcast. What is the what is the byline of this podcast?
0: So we always say connection, not perfection. Yeah.
1: You know what, Lindsay? I love that, and here's why. When when I'm living in Japan, especially, you know, we all know that Japanese uh, people are known for their hospitality and for the for being polite. Mm-hmm. They are also so helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, like I mean. Y- there i've had problems in the past where i need some i need a solution to this problem and it doesn't matter how much i've googled it or searched for online i just can't find what i need but then i ask one of my friends like oh yeah you can just go here and you talk to this guy and it's and it's done yeah so having that social web of support around you especially when you're in a new place you know because the locals they know where the the delicious uh, restaurants are. They know where the fun places to go are. I mean, mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. and having their experience and knowledge just come to you, like on a, you know, like on a on a silver platter, is just so. Beautiful. It's great. It really is. And, like, and this is, this is true wherever you are. You know, I've, I've, I have students who live in, uh, I also own an English school here in Kagoshima and I have some students who are living in America and they're, they always say, Americans are so friendly. They smile all the time. They're so helpful. And I feel the same way about Japanese people. So I sure. think it's probably just wherever you go, people are awesome and they're willing to help you. If you can just reach out and make friends.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, and it, it won't make you feel so isolated, right? If we don't have those local friends, we can feel isolated. I mean, for me, my first few months in Japan were a little isolating, but luckily, I had my my staff at my school. I worked for Eon, um, and my staff, my they became my my closest friends, and they were amazing. They were those people for me. I mean, they helped me find the good restaurants. They helped me get internet in my apartment. All those things, right? You rely now, on those people. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, now imagine your life in Japan with out that's that support group. I oh, mean, it would have been would've so been hard. A- Right. So it's the people are so important it really yes. is because, I mean, because like countries are made of people, they really are. And so if, when you go there, if you isolate yourself or only like hang out with a couple people or something like that, it, it really just puts you at a disadvantage versus someone who can, I mean, not everybody's extremely social, but you can still make a couple of friends at work or find people with similar interests. And just doing that, getting involved in the community just makes everything so much better for you.
0: Yeah. I think that's really good, Mitch. I mean, I think that's a truth, uh, you know, even outside of living abroad and crossing cultures, people are kind of what makes our lives better, right? People are what we remember at the end of our lives. We look back, our family, our friends, that's what we remember. It's not the things we own. It's not even our skills, right? That's
1: huge. I mean, there's that saying like, if your house is on fire, you you, the very first thing that you think about is your family or the people who's in the house, the people. Yeah. And the the second thing that they say if you're gonna run away from your burning house that you should grab is photographs. And what are photographs of? People.
0: People. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. There you go.
1: People are the most important asset that anyone can really have. And so, you know, when you move to a new place, you have to start over. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you change schools, you don't have any friends. Yeah, it can be awkward. Yeah, it can be, especially if it's a different language in the country that you're living in.
0: Yep. Completely. So good. Well, Mitch, we don't have too much time left, but maybe there's one more thing real quick that you could share with our listeners here that you did or didn't do uh, to make your time more successful there in Japan. All right,
1: Lindsay, I, I can talk forever, but I, I'll, I'll make this quick. <laughs> uh, I saved the best for last. This okay. is a quote from Bruce Lee. Good. He said, be like water.
0: Oh, tell us more. And that,
1: that means that there's just simply no shape to water. Shape, the water is whatever sh- shape container you put it in. If yeah. it's a cup, it becomes a cup. If, it, if it's a water balloon, it becomes a water balloon. So being like water means that you have no preset shape. You have no expectations. You have, you have no resistance to anything. Yeah. You, just, you just go with the flow yep. of your new situation. I love it. Keep a smile on your face. When they ask you to do a folk dance, when they ask <laughs> you to go to karaoke, when they ask you to try a new food that you've never tried before, do it and enjoy the experience
0: <laughs> that's so good that's a great one to end on here mitch because it's so true we can it, and it's like we're not resisting the world anymore at that point if we are like water we're not yeah. resisting anything and so it's it's easier on us as well as the people around us <laughs> you know
1: hundred percent hundred percent and since we both lived in i lived in japan and you lived in japan we I, was, I think we both we understand this
0: we do completely because it is <laughs> like a complete uh you know 180 in terms of lifestyle in terms of culture and so that's that's the key well thank you, Mitch, for coming on the show today. I love these tips, and guys, I want you to kind of write these down, take these to heart when it comes to your life in a new culture. Whether you're living in Canada, the UK, the United States, you can take these and you know make a better life where you are right now. Um, Mitch, where can our listeners find you online? What I mean, tell us about where they can find your show or your website. What are you up to?
1: Okay, so depending on uh, the time of this episode, you can either search for us at Small Talk Kagoshima. Mm -hmm. or small talk Japan. And you can find us on YouTube or wherever you find your podcast. So like, you know, spot, uh, what's it called? Spotify. Spotify. You can do it on like uh, stitcher, Apple podcasts, wherever.
0: Oh, very cool. So guys go and check out Mitch's show. Uh, I'm looking forward to being on your show at some point too. This is really very
1: near future.
0: (laughs) Very cool. All right, Mitch, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Lindsay. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.